0: الله <laughs> Right, folks, so let's jump straight in. The reason for that is that today's lesson is going to be a short one. Um, I mean, short compared to what we normally do, I mean... It should be this long. In al-Maghrib, we would not yeah, go more than 45 minutes or 50 minutes. Uh-huh. Well, that's theoretically how long you are going to go for. Obviously, I don't follow those rules either. But uh-huh. these lessons in recent times have been going to 120, 130, kind of long thing, yani. Yeah, so it's good fun. Anyway, alhamdulillah. So, all right, so we're not going to waste time. So for folks who have got questions, then make sure that you uh, get your questions in early. And bring my attention to it. Used to there, yeah. To answer questions on the go, as opposed to wait for them at the end. All right. So um, uh, the chapter is Bab al-Sifat al-Sala, the chapter of the description of the prayer. yusannu al-Qiyamu عِنْدَ daqad min ikamatihā wa taswītu al-saf. ويقول الله أكبر رافعا يديه مدومتي الأصابع ممدودة ممدودة. Yeah, that's that's another couple of weeks as well. Anyway, so we've done the first part. Uh, bring it down, Shaz which is that it is a Sunnah to stand when it is said "Qad," and uh, is said from the iqamah and it is also Sunnah to straighten the prayer line. Uh, he then says, Allahu Akbar raising his hands. So we are on the prayer line and we said that this issue of the sunnah, it being the sunnah, the class position was that actually it is something bigger than that. It is obligatory and we, we went through some details and I showed practically what's going on. It was a couple of weeks ago and um, today's lesson mostly is going to focus on some of the fiqh of what it means to complete the line because completing the line itself okay, um, uh, comes from the word of kamal. يعني الْأَكْمَلِ عن الْكَمَالِ يعني الْإِسْتِوَى بِمَّعْنِ الْكَمَالِ Kamula uh, uh, يعني when something becomes straight and complete. However, however, um, to say to straighten the line indicates other things as well. يعني when we say straighten the rows right, when we say استو, تَرَاسُوا, اَعْتَدِلُوا يعني أَتِمُوا الصَّفُّ الْأَوَّلِ فَالْأَوَّلِ uh, uh, you know, all these kind of phrases that you're hearing, okay, like I wrote an article before, this is not someone trying to pronounce the Brazilian yani, uh, starting 11, we have all kinds of yani, dodgy names and, and whatever, these are all Arabic uh, verbs or, or commands, which are indicating certain states and speci- specific nature or characteristics of the line. So what does it mean then, in conclusion? The first one is, he says on the, on the top of, for those who have got uh, a sharh al Mumtir. On page 12, he says, Taswiyatul Muhadha, that the line's got to be straight. It's got to be straight. Uh, You know, it's not going to be bent or, you know, crooked or whatever. So it's a straight line, simple. And Sheikh says, according to the correct position, that is an obligation. The line can't be bent. Okay? Um, Exception to that? Chairs? Um, No, we shouldn't say chairs the exception to that is if there is a problem with a person that's the exception let's not make the exception chairs the exception should be that a person for example is oversized or hunchbacked thing whatever that verb we agreed on in the end yeah whatever but you know so he has a major defect which makes him you know not be able to maintain a straight line um so okay that's one of them and if one of the defects or problems is a disability or a temporary injury, which means he has to sit down, then obviously he's taking an entirely different position as well. Okay, the issue of the chair is a very controversial one. All right, um, what is the ruling based upon? Is the ruling based upon a person who is standing, or is the ruling based upon a person who is sitting, or is the ruling based upon both, or is the ruling relaxed? Okay, does that make all sense? Right. So, as you saw in our, in our demonstration session, okay, um, and maybe uh, we should also try and demonstrate this, but not, not, not today, maybe another, maybe another session. But um, uh, if you look at the line, and we said that the line that you, you have in a masjid, or drawn, or in the rug itself, your heel is on that line. So we've, uh, we've, we've established what, what a straight line is, and that the line is determined by the back, not the front. Okay, that's fine. Using that as a starting point, where does the chair go? Now here, as it's very important to, to indicate, the chair itself is new and not good, and it shouldn't have been introduced. And you know, for people who are desperate for it, fine. But in asl, Allah subhanahu wa taala says that a person remembers Allah whilst they are standing and koorud, and, yani, uh, 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 and they are on their sides. They are sitting and on their sides. The sitting is on the floor; it's not on a chair. Okay, and. Uh, that makes sense. That fits the line of the sunnah. That's what was around at that time. People might say there's no such thing as chairs. Of course, that's nonsense. Of course, there were chairs at that time, but it was not something which was right. Those people who know and have been through it, they know that praying on a chair itself, uh, other than the physical problems it causes for the line, causes problems for the people behind the line. Okay, uh, and it also, um, and it also uh, spiritually is horrible. Praying on a chair spiritually is horrible. You, you, you know, not being able to prostrate when everyone else is. that makes you feel arrogant. You miss out on the Sejda. I prayed on a chair, I think, for five, six months, I think, one, one, one period of time. I cannot forget what it felt like when I went back to Sejda. My God, that was, that was madness. Yeah, it, it, very emotional. And I missed out hugely, to be honest. Uh, I wanted to show you guys a picture um, that I got. Because I do have an interest in the fiqh of chairs, of course, because the chairs that we have in Masajid cause problems, right? As you know, and if you are going to sit on a chair, what kind of person is going to sit on a chair? Because the asr to sit on the floor. I think we covered this. We spoke a little bit about this in the class, yeah. but I'm not sure how much detail, but let me just make it clear that everyone has to first dibs go to the floor right that's the place to be it will preserve your prayer the feeling of being in prayer your humility and that and your spirituality is preserved when you're on the floor even if you can't make sejda or whatever when is it that you can't or you you then go to a chair when you do not have the ability to be uh going onto the floor or sitting actually down all right someone might argue i don't have the ability to keep getting up that's not a problem you don't need to get up once you get on the floor, and if you don't have the strength to get yourself up on the chair, now you are then to remain on the floor. This is the example of a person who is able to pray fatah standing, and they have some kind of problem with their knees because they can't make sajda. All right? So if someone can't make sejda on their knees, this is how they pray. They pray normal, then they go for ruqwa, then they stand up from ruqwa, and then they go down into sajda, but because they can't go into sajda, then they sit on their backside. They sit cross-legged, they sit legs out, they sit however they want. But they sit down, and that is when they now do the pseudo-sajdah. So they're sitting down like this, cro- cro- cross-legged, and then they will now put their hands in the air in this manner, and go as far forward as they possibly can. And then Allah Akbar, and then Allahu Akbar in this manner. Alright? Now a person will say, I'm too old and I'm too weak to get back up again. So we say, so? You stay there, that's it. Now your Fatiha is like this. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then he goes for Ruquat like this then he comes up from rukut like that, then he goes for sajda like this. So rukut goes on his knees, and the sajda is like that. That is what should happen for this person if they do not have the strength to get up. Versus, and that's the controversial part now, versus a person sitting on a chair and then standing up because it's easier from the chair. And that is the debatable part. Because they will say that sitting on the chair allows me to fulfill the rukun of standing. You get the point? Because getting up off a chair is easy, but I, can't, I don't have the arm strength to get my body up off the floor. So here we will say that it's allowed for you. The chair is the bigger problem bringing it in. Now, what could be argued? People could argue that now the chair has made this permanent place and the masjid is there now. Why would you use it? Well, you know what? Unfortunately, we have, to, we have to accept that because it is. And that's why people are not sitting on the floor anymore. And that's why now the masjid are getting more chairs and more chairs. When we think about this masjid here, okay, You remember when we started here at the beginning, we had what one chair, two chairs, and now we've got like six chairs, eight chairs are being used now. We can see in the last 10 years, just a small increase. And it's not like we haven't had old people, we've had old people from the beginning. But when one chair is there, then another one feels that okay, let me add another chair. And the presence of a chair will keep adding the presence of chairs. And if there was a masjid that starts from beginning in a strong identity where people pray on the floor and they, 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 you know, they, they, they do that. And the only person that prays on a chair is someone who physically can't get to the floor then that's fine, then that's what the chair's for and that's what we use it for so, so there's nothing wrong in praying on a chair technically it's unnecessary praying on the chair which is the problem when people do have the ability to sit on the floor they should and if they can't get up then they remain on the floor and at the end of the prayer then someone helps them or they get up as they normally would and that's it Okay. So, and that's why I said it before Sheikh she mentioned this before and it's a very scary thought that our chairs, our masajid are now resembling the pews of churches and that's what they look like now. Our rows are now starting to look like that. And if you go to the Muslim countries, actually, the row's already set up. So if you go to Saudi and, and the Gulf kind of countries, you'll see that the first row, okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's incredibly luxurious and very comfortable, okay, but the Imam, and then you've got the first row. But the first row is an entirely sofa-backed front row. You guys are thinking like, oh my God, a like a bench. You've never seen this because obviously, you know, Although I think some of the masajid even have one for the sisters as well. So the front row is understood, a bench that you can sit on, cushioned, but also the wall of it is cushioned as well, proper upholstered. Yeah, like so, it's, it's, it's a pew that you can sit on, but it's also then for the normal guy to just lean back and read Quran. But it's the front row. That's the point. The entire length of the front row, right? So that means that the second row, which we're going to come to in a second is actually technically further set back it's like the front row is one and three quarter rows wide and then the rest of the rows are all one 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 line spacing if you imagine line spacing so everything is one 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 then the front row is big and then the imam's thingy which is also unacceptable as we're going to learn so that creating that gap that front row is now you can see how the, it, it came to it you can You can see this the, the common sense or the rationale, sorry, of why that was created by the Saudis or the rich people. why? because first of all it 's an it's a investment into a masjid, and people are living in those areas they 're willing to put the money in they 've got wealth they put the money in number one number two, they want to encourage the early people who get there to really enjoy the experience and there are people by the way that go there and they spend the whole day there in the Masjid, so it makes sense then for them to be relaxed and lying there and sitting and you know against something comfortable and that 's fine number three. It gives a, a, you know, decoration and aesthetics are very important. And it gets rid of the ugly chairs. You don't need any ugly chair now. It's all very uniform. It's a nice wooden oak panel. There's long bench, okay, that if you're, and because the feet go right at the edge of where the seat is, so if a person is actually sitting down, they just sit down. And when they're standing, they're bang on straight with everyone else. So everyone is standing the, straight, the same, and then if they want to sit down, they just sit down. So then they stand back up again and they sit down. So they're never interfering with that whatever. So you've got uniform, no dodgy chairs, whatever. What's the next benefit? Never going to affect the people behind because it's actually built into the floor. So, you know, and it's like, you know. So it's difficult because once you see that, once you've used it, yes, you enjoy it, it's comfortable, looks nice, whatever. But we've created the initial first step to the to the Islamic pew system now, you go to the poorer countries like in, like in Egypt okay, and their massage is a different structure they can't afford that whole kind of flex so what they have is a row of chairs permanently set at the back and two rows and three rows I mean it's crazy They've like, you know, you're going to a normal masjid. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a very practicing Muslim country, so the mosques are a lot fuller than maybe the Gulf, whatever, okay? It's like, like a Pakistan. Pakistan, you know what it is? The Hanafis have kept everyone at bay. Sick guys. They've got the dandas out. They're not letting that situation happen yet. Egyptians, you know, lax, easy, Arabs, whatever. So they let it in. The Paks are holding on, but they're about to, uh, you know, they're losing that battle, all right? And the reason that these masajid have held out so long is... Because they've been pack-dominated, they're they're super strict on everything, right? Now, you know, as you know, that whole madhab kind of control is now weakening. And now, the the chairs are here now. Alright? But like I said, en masse, not yet. In Egypt, you'll go, and a person, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy the chairs are there, but now what they do with the chairs is even more crazy. There'll be one line of people, or half a line of people at the front, and 20 people will be lining at the back. Back. 15 lines in, uh, you know, gap. It's not like, yani you know, they're the second line. It's at the back of the mosque. And their rationale, of course, is another common sense rationale that they want to keep uniformity. They don't want the chairs to get in the way. When there's other lines, it's going to hurt people, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to get in. So just stick them all at the back. And they all pray and they all live. It's like a community back there. I'm Are telling you. you. The no, no. They remain there. Some massajids, some massajids, yeah, in. Huh? No, no, I, I have seen some massages that they, they that a few of them will bring their chairs in. i not actually. Needed. Yeah, no, no, the, the, the majority definitely don't. I mean, I, I, I'm speaking for because you know, you've got some masjid which are a very big, jam, yeah, general mosques, you know, like touristy mosques, yeah. They are the worst, obviously. But you know, who pe- prays in a touristy mosque? You know, people go to Masjid, Sulaimaniya Masjid and uh, Muhammad Ali Masjid, is it called Muhammad Ali Masjid, whatever it's called? And people go there. Very few people actually pray in these mosques because it's all full of people just going in and going, <laughs> whatever, you know what I'm saying, yeah. And it's not right, you know, it's not like masjid where you go, you enjoy it, yani, you know? Uh, and it's horrible like you know I, I shouldn't say that about the house of Allah but the, the, the Masjid Abu Dhabi one whatever that one's called and the Hasna Thani is his one I've been to both okay they are desolate places they're like huge like yeah, I mean, subhanAllah the arch to get into these places is like you can't imagine it's like massive and you walk in and huge space whatever and you see six people at the front and the rest of three four hundred people are just walking around you know gawking at everything now, the Muhammad al-Khamis one is crazy. It's on the edge of the ocean. Right? A sea or whatever. And um, this uh, Abu Dhabi one, of course, is massive. But few people at the front and, you know. Ah, exactly, yes. This is, this is a normal Saudi uh, a masjid. Right. Huh? This, where, is this, where is the bench? Is the, the, that is the bench. So, you see, triple use, actually. I should have said it. You're seeing the back of it. So, the back then triples up as a Quran storage. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? So now what you've got, okay, because obviously you can't see it very clearly, but what you're looking, you can see that guy there with the shimag, okay? You can see uh, he's, he's leaning against it. If you look at it, where the microphones are, to the right of the microphone, there's a guy with red headdress, okay? He's leaning against it, right? He's at the front. Where the member is, where the guy where the, where the is giving the khutbah, underneath him. My God. Look at the brown raised platform. You can't blame Egyptian mosques. No, no, one second. We get the Egyptian for a second. This is this is, is Saudi. This is really strange. No, no, one second. This is Saudi. Yeah, this is really right. Oh, and this is a Rajah Masjid. By the way, Rajah Masjid is the most beautiful masjid ever. By the way, we've got to say that. Yeah. So, if you look at that guy, he's actually all the people on the right hand side. They're leaning against it, and then you sit on that if you're ill, and then on this side you're using it for Quran storage, for tissue box stuff, and whatever, whatnot. So you see, that's how they've rationalized it. All right? And, and that, by the way, is this norm in every Saudi mosque. The norm in every Saudi mosque. And as I said, the Egyptian one and other kind of countries, they'll be empty, and they'll have all the things at the back, and uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, my mind got taken away. What was I speaking when, about? When did, sorry. When did this start? Um... I mean, I've seen I've seen it for at least twenty years. Yeah, this uh, this idea, twenty years, probably in the last ten fifteen it's increased massively. Of course, just like chairs have increased, but yeah. Um, what was I saying about? Have line. Yeah, uh, about what line? Have line. Yeah, cha- yeah. So so obviously, mosques are trying to deal with this problem, and we've got it uh, this problem as well. Now. I'm sure, this feels like deja vu that I've I've spoken about it already. But uh, what I was saying is that now, the problem is is that now Muslim kickstarter kind of projects, they're all trying to produce the new chair. (laughs) Right? Mm. Which is great and a disaster at the same time. It's a disaster because they're bringing now chairs more into the masjid and more people are going to be using them, which is now moving away from the goal of us getting people back on the floor. At the same time, we can't hate on it because it's getting rid of some of the significant problems that the current chairs are giving us. Now, if you look at the normal... Which goes back to the issue of where should a person stand. Now, if you've got a normal chair, all right, a normal chair, if you put its back legs on the line, that means you are standing in front of the line. Would you agree? Yeah. So that chair is not going to ruin the second line. Which is very important, because we don't want to ruin the second line. Because if you put the chair all the way back, if a person sitting on a chair, and he stands with everyone else, then his chair has destroyed the second line. And then the person can't stand behind that, and then we've got a problem. What's the solution for that? Have an open chair. So no kind of back, no, no no cross leg on the chair, but just the legs, and the person kind of then, you know, he goes through the gap. Okay, that's a solution, but not a great one. All right. Then what's the other solution? We say to the person, no... You, so, so, so that's the scholars who said that the most important thing is standing and because Qiyam is the most obvious part of the prayer, so a person's got to push the chair back. And that's the position of the majority, by the way, that a person's got to push the chair back and, you know, there should be so, too few chairs, so do it at the end. And then maybe what we'll do is that the one behind it will be on a chair as well, so he's not affected. And that's the kind of theory. Let's keep it to the edges and whatever. The problem, of course, as you know, that most Muslims don't get more than one or two lines, so that doesn't work. So there's going to be messing up the second line uh, and the third line, etc. So then the solution was then, okay, let's now... Then the other scholars, they said, no, what's important is that the backside is in line. And if the backside is what needs to be in line with the feet of the people, then you put the chair forward. And that's when the chair legs are on the, on the line. That means that when you're standing, you're standing two feet in front of everyone else. That was really weird and off-putting. Yeah? But at least when you sit down, you're in line with everyone else. The argument against that, of course, is that you're standing forward, you save the guy at the back, okay, fine, but then you're not, yeah, you're, most of the time of the prayer, you're out of line. Right? So you can see both positions have pros and cons. You go to the third position, which is the correct position, in my opinion. And that is that there is no set position and you have to move the chair back and forth. You are the one who chose to use the chair. You've got to move it back and forth. What does that mean? You're going to have to have a chair that doesn't affect the back people behind you. So it's got to be completely open. It's got to be back because you have to stand in line with the other people. Then when you're in ruku, that's fine. But when you sit down, you then need to move the chair forward so that your backside is in line with the people and you're not yani yeah, sitting down miles ahead. Then when you then record, it's fine. Then when you stand back up again, then you push the chair back. You move back and whatever. Now that's the correct position. Now who can do that in prayer? All this back and forth, back and forth, back and you can't do it. Okay, which is then you come to the fourth position, which is Sheikh Ahlan's opinion and the opinion, opinion of some scholars. What did they say? Something interesting. They said that um, when a person is deficient or, or you know disability or whatever, min ahlul azar and it's important you understand these phrases. When a person has a problem, then he comes under a category of al الأعذار, those people who have excuses. okay, the people have excuses. The rules always become easy with people of excuses, right? Legal excuse. And so, for this person, they don't actually have a prayer line; they have a prayer zone. The idea there then is that they have the flexibility to go within their prayer zone. It doesn't matter because they are exempt. Then it doesn't matter whether they're at the front or in the middle. Or whatever, because they're exempt. And the theory makes sense. Actually, they said that if there was a person who's sitting down, he would always be out of shape, some way, one way or the other. If he was kind of like, you know, maybe he was, he had to lie down, then he would always be at the front. Blah blah blah. You know what? It's a fatwa. It's not the strongest position because we'd argue that if there's a person who's sitting on the floor, he's always in line. Because if a person's sitting on the floor, he's in line. His chest's going to be in line with everyone else because his backside's going to be there. And when he goes for sedjda, he's going to be in line with people as well. So, actually, that's not a strong evidence. But now you've seen four opinions of where the chair should go. And this initially had an opinion we can't come down hard upon uh, uh, people that, that choose different, uh, different opinions. But what can we come down hard upon? Masajid being, flex, being too lax in introducing chairs. People doing what they want. There was a time here where it was absolute nonsense, man. I and mean, we don't like it being here, but it's got to be here. But then there were some people that are saying, no, I follow opinion, it's got to go back. And then others saying we've got to be the front. We had this mess with people all over the show, and then we just had to have a statement where we had a decision that all chairs are going to go like this. Yeah, and you're on the line, everyone stands forward. And that's the ruling in this mosque, one system, and so that's important. When the imam gives that ruling, that everyone then should stick to it. Okay. So these are the problems we're having. Chairs now, as I said. There's been a race in the last couple of years, especially kind of, you know, this kick funder, kick funder, whatever the thing's called, to, uh, you know, get the, uh, get, get you know, make the perfect chair. And the problem is you don't want it to happen because it's going to encourage it. At the same time, you're not going to say no because it's going to reduce it. Okay, reduce the problem. And I want to show you the picture that that's the one. Shaz, bring this up. You can show that on the screen. So Shaz will show you the um, e- email. email. <laughs> Flip my neck, man. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Actually, that makes sense. All right, email. Shaz, you know what? You're a headache. No, a well, like I knew I was going to do this. Like, when did I ever, ever prepare a lesson in advance? This is this is interesting to look at. All right, Salim. Right, it's gone. Right. Have a look at this and uh, uh, see this design. Because it's interesting. Anyway, back to the point, um, the line's got to be straight. Have you got it, chance? How long is it going to be able to get it up? One Any questions we've got online. Any questions so far? The line's got to be straight. All right. While well, he gets it up, we'll look at the second one. The second one is that there has to be a tarasa, a tarasa fissaf. Yani that the line's got to be no gaps. Go on. What's up. up? I can't see it. Oh, you see your phone? Why not? You it on your phone. No, on the uh, screen. Is it on the video? All oh, right, okay. You see it, folks? Yeah? Everybody? So you see the advantage of that. The design basically allows a person to sit, to stand, and sit without moving the chair. And not impact upon the guy behind. It's actually quite interesting design. Doesn't it impact once he sits down? Like, doesn't it shift so that? I've forgotten what it looks like. What is it? Uh, sorry, I uh, don't. So that thing flaps down. That way it says kursi. Yeah. That that's going to become flat. So his backside is going to be in line with the, the seat rest. And the back, the part that supports the back, doesn't move. No, backwards. no. My concern here, by the way, is how solid it. Because they put wheels on it, so they can wheel it in and out. Yeah. So the wheels are on it to wheel it in and out. My concern is that when he sits down, does the thing rock and, and, and so on. The point is, from a design point of view, it's very good for the guy at the back. It's absolutely perfect for the guy at the back. He's not going to be affected by that. It's not going to irritate him. And standing next to this guy is also not going to be a bad thing because uh, that's why the lines are straight. If you look at the legs, they're straight. Because that that, that also causes a problem when you're trying to uh, get yeah, feet to feet with the person who's next to you so that will help alright well you know what it is the frame looks sturdy what doesn't look sturdy to me is mm-hmm. I, I, and by the way it's, it's designed for Saudi man. I'm telling you bro that's, that's sturdy okay those big folks it's not meant to be a flipping sofa <laughs> doesn't look comfortable your city pack I thought he not <laughs> <laughs> look comfortable you know, honestly sick guy um, so, my concern is that when you push down on the spring system to sit down, I think you're moving the thing back and forth. That's my concern. That's the non-stability part. I think it's not. I think it's, it, it'll handle the weight. Is one foot of the chair longer than the other. One? I think it's. Uh, I think it's at an angle. Yeah. It's the angle that. Is it? Yeah. Is it? yeah. Or it's just been bent. <laughs> <laughs> already. already, it's, fa- it's failed prototype testing. <laughs> Maybe. Allah alam um, So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, the second point, the Prophet uh he did say that you should line up like the angels line up in front of their lord. They they are close together, in line, regimented, and then they fill up the first and the second and so on. Well and Sheikh Uthman he makes and he says he don't leave any space for the Shaitan and he, he and it's important that we say that leaving no gaps does not mean yan squeezing everyone to death. Doesn't mean it's diham. That you gotta crowd everyone in. Okay? And that's important. So if you see a small space, then it's not about Yana you know, making that guy uncomfortable. However, as we've already established that small space will easily fit two people if everyone moves up. But the thing is is that if everyone doesn't move up, then you shouldn't then go in. So again, this is a case-by-case case basis. You look at the gap and you say, this is horrible because these people, and if, if you can go behind and just touch a few people, make an indication, just touch. I think that's okay. All right? for, for four or five people towards the end, that they now bring it in, I swear to you that that gap will now be big enough for one and a half people. All right? If they move, fine. If they don't, or you don't feel like thingy, then you don't squeeze yourself in. So that's important. But today, for example, people had already started making the third line, and I just, yeah, I just looked at the, the second one, and there was a space for at least one and a quarter person. So I went and filled it. Because I'm one and a quarter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, alright, okay. Chef, uh, is, yes? Chef, in the context of a mosque that fills up, especially on Friday, Yeah. is there an issue with Crabby. not not. Uh, it's good to crabby, oh, Friday is different yeah. yeah so let's make this see uh, 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 uh. now you really want my soapbox don't you okay then let me get on that soapbox <laughs> alright one of the most irritating things about Friday is the Muslims that come on a Friday <laughs> full stop, <laughs> full stop. <laughs> they act like some of the most privileged يعani they don't want to move, they don't want to thingy, they don't want anyone close, they don't want anyone to come near took Tutsis, they don't want the, they want to spread out like this. and when they're told the that we're, 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 we're full, we need to cut the lines, so you need to now half the lines, we need to now whatever, whatnot. They don't move. And I have had major major kickoffs. Major kickoffs, I have, because I really lose it amongst people against people like that. That, no, no, where am I going to make sajda I go, this is Juma. You want a space for sajda? Come to the Fajr, you plumb. And you've got a space like this. And you can make Fajr, yani in front of you, there's only six people here. The guy comes once a week. Once a week. And he's done, he won't move because he wants space for Sajdah. Wallah, I slapped a person once, I did. I'm not going to lie, I got into a major argument with someone. They make you go crazy, crazy. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, that become close even so that, a, uh, um, uh, uh, that uh, one of you is making sajda on the leg of his brother, meaning on the hamstring. Uh, the, the, the thing, hamstring. Achilles, the Achilles, the calf. And at the bottom, the Achilles, on the person. Yani Jum'ah is the one time where a number of arkan of salah are, are, are relaxed, such as straight. Such as touching the floor for sajda. Such as, such as, such as. Meaning that everyone's meant to cram in. The Jum'ah prayer is an experience of barakah full, letting people in, avoiding them getting dirty outside, wet outside, it's raining. Oh, wallahi, you see Muslims, they don't care. They came late. That's what they'll say. What do we care? They should have got there early. How is it, Yeah, The Muslims that come to Jum'ah. Wallahi, you have an angel you have to be to deal with those parties. Gussa. Well they, they, yani they don 't care about anyone else the, you know the, the way they park their cars, the way they just you know don 't care about anyone, whether Muslim non Muslim, the way they come in, the way they whatever uh, you know the, the, the flipping sheet goes around they put two pounds in they say, yep yeah, I bought my place for two quid yeah i 've done my bit for the Muslim ummah right now. You silly packggy drives me nuts. I told you to leave me alone. <laughs> Because you're talking about straight rows and you're about yeah, these are the, these, these, yeah, you're right Jum'ah is the exception to the rule uh, and, and, and not just Jum'ah by the way Also scenarios Where there is crowding Where there are problems Where we, we need to give some kind of laxity For some reasons So I think it was you who said actually last week Or the week before Pillars, right? So in the ideal situation We do not create lines Involving the pillars so we try to design the masjid around pillars that don't get in the way of the line. If it can be avoided, we avoid it. If it can't be avoided, then we include the pillar. What we don't do, which is going to come up in a second, is to have this system where similar to the Saudi problem of one line, one line, one line, but the front line is like one and a six three quarter lines is to create that system where we keep this pillar kind of line big massive gap to cover for it and then we so what we have is this like like this, you know. It's got to be... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... So the second point, as I said, is being close together. The third point is to complete the first line and then the second. First line and then the second. The Prophet ﷺ said that if the people knew what was in the call, uh, in, in the Adhan, in giving the Adhan, and to get to, and pray in the first line, then they would... Uh, uh, they would... Um, draw straws. Okay? They would draw straws. And... What, did, what does this mean? This means that if two come for the line, both of them should try to go for it. And when one of them says, that's mine, and the other one says, it's mine, then someone should say, pull the short straw, and the one who pulls it, they then basically get the, the thing. And that is if people understood. And, this, and I, t- I think we've spoken about this. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Yeah, yeah. And I said, nowadays it's tafaddal, tafaddal, yeah, and you go forward. Mm-hmm. You know, like as if this is some kind of honorable action. It's not. Okay? Um, and uh, uh, and he goes and Sheikh Uthameen says and something which shaitan really plays with the people is that, that people are so lazy they see a line which is uh, uh, not even full like got gaps at the end and they start the second line for some reason and then the prayer uh, uh, and he then, he, then, he then goes in he goes the Iqama is given and then, the people, then they, someone says to them complete the, 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 the first lines first and they all start looking around yeah, and, you know, who's going to do it? You know, uh, not me kind of thing. Or, you know, uh, looking, at, we have this problem in this masjid, a yeah, chronic, Yani yeah, level of, of that problem. Uh, on Friday, on Friday, I, 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 uh, I came for the second Juma, and it was just going rubbish. So I basically said to the thinking, let's cancel this and bring everyone back. And everyone was late. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't care less. I had all the time in the world, I did. But the people, just to punish them. I'm not going to lie. That was my intention. I wanted to punish him. Okay. <laughs> so the, the khatib was... Yeah, and he went on for ages anyway. So he, he finished at 2 o'clock. Yeah? Which is when you're meant to be out. Right? 3 o'clock. 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock. One yeah. Huh? Yeah. Child. Exactly. And people are meant to be out by 1.55, 1.50 to give them a chance to get back. Right? But anyway, this guy finishes khutbah anyway at 2 o'clock. So he messed up as well. Right? And as you know, when it's a small jama'ah, then... Uh, uh, Sorry, when it's the largest jama'ah we have to then go forward into the rooms and if you go to the rooms means that you have to maintain the lines so every line has to be filled along the corridor as well, you can't leave the corridor open, if you're going to justify that room being the masjid yeah? then the only way it can be justified as a masjid is if you continue the lines forward that's the same ruling by the way when people ask me is it permissible to pray in the mall when you go to Mecca and Haram and whatever you see people everywhere mm-hmm. I said only if the lines continue if lines continue you can make anything the masjid but if lines are broken it is entirely impossible and illegal yani invalid to pray in the mall or even more stupid pray in the masjid to pray in the, masjid, in the masjid in the hotel in the hotel musallah right You've got, you got know, these five salatos they make the musallah like this and people are praying in it right uh, M2 and G whatever you know it's the no, 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 known as the uh, 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 thing that this is the musallah for the thing so unacceptable the lines have got to be continuous got to be continuous right so here because it was taking so long, no one wants to go forward. Because they've got this idea that, you know, I don't want to pray in a corridor. Or because of X, or because of Y, or because I want to get away quickly. So they were taking so long. And it, honestly, it takes like three, four minutes, five minutes of begging, begging, begging. Saeed and Usman, begging, begging. One other brothers pushing people forward. And then after a couple of minutes, I said, you know what? No. I said, bring them back. So all of the people who went forward every single one I brought them back into this masjid every single one and we made it I I, I knew that we'd make it and use that area there was not that many people okay and we started the prayer I think ten past two make them flip and learn a lesson just move forward khalas but people are scared worried they don't understand you've got to move forward And it's ajar to move forward, and it's rewarded to move forward. So Shaykh Uthamee says, why is it that people, they always look around others to do it, just when the the, the announcement is given, move. He said the first reason, al-jahl al-azim, incredible ignorance, is the first reason. The second reason is because the imams themselves, they don't care about it. They do not have this concern, and that's so true, to actually complete the lines. You know, it's like something that uh, I'll just say it, but I'm not going to bother. Rare is it that you see an imam that will not start the prayer until the lines are fixed. And it's his responsibility. And I explained that in last week's lesson, or the, the week before, and the week before that as well. And Nabi sallallahu wa sallam, he told the person to get back. The Prophet sallallahu wa would touch people and push them. The Prophet sallallahu wa would delegate companions to go up and down the lines, move back, back, forward. And so that is itself a, uh, a, a missing construct. And he says, وَالْأَمْرُ بِالتَسْوِيَّةِ <بِتصوية> بِالتَسْوِيَّةِ تَسْوِيَّةِ Yeah, I think it's with Shaddah yeah. as well. I think it's with also a Shaddha. But anyway, تَسْوِيَّةِ أو أَتَسْوِيَّةِ سُنَّةٌ عِنْدَ الْحَاجَ إِلَيْهَا this is, imp- this is interesting. So we're not talking about the line. He says that it's from the Sunan of leading the Salah to actually command the people to straighten the lines. To actually tell them as well. Which I think is a good point. Anyway, that's the end of thinking. Any important uh, thingy? Chair uh, look like second row finger trap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> makes a point. He goes, "That looks dangerous, man. You know, we, you, you know that chair. You can't see, yeah, your fingers going in that, yeah, and, You know, you would, you would be. If you're in such the day, you would be worried. I'm not gonna lie. But then I'm worried by any chair when I put my hands in. <laughs> that's some pack man that's a pack making himself some money in Saudi bro them, so you, you we haven't mentioned them because we don't even know what the company is <laughs> we don't even know the name that's just some pack taking a picture alright uh, a bit, of, uh, to- bit off topic And uh, Rehan, you was there at uh, Sheffield so no save your money Z, you've done it already but anyone who has not done it recently yes protect this house uh, listen this weekend is a, a Bradford's class with uh, in the mirror I think it's this weekend Oh, sorry, so not this weekend, the next weekend, uh, Bradford with Sulaiman Hani, nice class on Tazkiyah uh, and uh, Sahih Muslim, the introduction Sahih Muslim, which itself is a, a good book. We've got Protector's House coming up as well. Um, any further questions on this? i sure going to come on to sorry. So, you mentioned the importance of making the line straight and all the rest of it. So, one, if so the line isn't straight or it's missing or crooked or whatever, what is the consequence of that, the person praying? So if a person is themselves liable in the line Being incorrect then they're sinning There's no doubt about that and The level of that sin punishment is not clear But they are not fulfilling an obligation And they're the cause of it As for the person who is happening to Because of someone else then they are free And Allah knows best Is it correct that uh, the narration Allah, believe We're going to come to that yeah. I'm so glad you said that جزاكم الله خير سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت واستغفرك اللهم واتوب اليك عليك ورحمة الله